Oh no, are we so are we recording for Little Gay Guide? I am. We are. And oh my god. Well, I, okay, I, I'm going to focus my brain on a broader <laughs> audience than just me. Hello, hello. Hello, honey. I'm sorry. How are you? How are you? I'm okay. Um, you know, I think anyone who's great at this point is Vladimir Putin, or maybe one of the Chinese Communist Party leaders, or I think there's some people that are great right now, but I think anybody in the West is okay is a good day now, right now, at the moment, you know. But on, uh, on Monday, January 10th, in the midst of this very strange time for the world, um, I think, you know, most of the people in the West, if they're okay, they're having a good day. So I would say I'm, I'm personally okay, which is like the top level. I've had great days in my life, but right, there's too much to be worried about to, you know, really Especially be singing now some kind of Disney hearing, song and having yeah. a dance. Cause yeah, we're hearing a lot in terms of, of, of what might happen and what they are ignoring and have ignored uh, between the policemen allowing the rioters in and the insurrectionists in and the seditionists and to the other 50 states, now we're actually getting FDI warnings on capitals on top of inauguration day. This is this is literally, I did not know that it can go this chaotic this quickly, but here we are. Well, you know, I think I think the interesting thing as, as a lover of history, I read historical novels and I read history and I majored in our history. I think just like our own individual journeys and psychological and physical health, speaking to you while you're having a problem. I think we like to think of everything being like a smooth, gradual, and then you get somewhere, but it actually, you know, it yanks around more. And this is one of those flashpoints where everything seems to be happening at once. And it's really hard to keep up. And I'm saying that that's a nonpartisan remark. Like it's just hard to keep up with even the lies that are being told are coming at you and they're contradictory and you're like, whoa, you know, and so keeping up with the truth is hard, but also keeping up with what the lies are because people are like, oh, well, that lie didn't work. So we're banding it after a day. So you're like, oh, because normally you think like, okay, here's what side A thinks and here's what side B thinks. But Usually now it's like, media, yeah. you know, and so, you know, that's at least something to hold on to, or at least you know, whatever. But right now it seems to be swirling madness. Like I've been, I, people have been forwarding stuff from me from, you know, the wonderful semi-dark web of Parler. And it's like, I don't think, I mean, I think there's a lot of chaos to come because people are angry and overarmed. Yes. And, and I think the that's, that's part true. that's scary. Yeah, well, but the anger part also cannot be denied. Like clearly there's a ton of anger. Um, what and where and how they, you know, not they as one group, but they as in the angry people, whoever they are, what and where and how they, they go about it is totally unknown. So I think part of why everybody's so edgy right now is that it's a total victory for the forces of, you know, divisiveness and chaos and whatever. I don't even know who it's a victory for at this point. And I think that's what a lot of Americans are concerned about. Right. Um, and then of course, we go back to the partisan lunacy, lunacy of blaming the Democrats for being divisive. 
which which okay so please help me here because when i try to deconstruct what i'm seeing it looks like a stupid revolution it feels like a stupid revolution but mm. in the same but wait wait in the same breath i know the systemic oppressions and the systemic uh machinations that got them to that what you define as they as the angry crowd so there are two sides of me on one end i'm like on one hand if they were competent two days ago no three days ago now would have been a shit show that would have been either assassinated congresswomen and men or hostages or worse we would have been there if they were competent they were not uh okay that's the stupid revolution part uh you know, I think that's where we all want to go because we're because we're somewhat relieved. And I think you're absolutely right that it could have been worse. And I think, unfortunately, where moderate, sane, quiet, nonviolent people want to go is, wow, that was terrible, but it could have been worse. But, I, you know, I really want people to read up on the Beer Hall Putsch of 1923. Okay. Which was a really dumb incident but it was the beginning of the Nazi rise to power. It was a dumb incident. Wow. It was a really dumb incident. And in this dumb incident in 1923, which people can't get history right, is not the beginning of Hitler being made chancellor or anything. So at this point, Hitler is a veteran and an agitator and basically a thug. Um, and he's been attending a lot of lectures and he's been conspiring with a lot of people they're stabbing each other in the back. They're poorly organized. And at one point they decide we're gonna to go to this big beer hall and we're gonna to lie to everybody and we're gonna cause a riot. We're gonna take some people hostage and we're gonna install you know, three of our guys as leaders, even though some of them hated each other and didn't get along and betrayed each other later. But that's not what happened that night. There was total chaos and four police officers were killed and 16 Nazis were killed. And I'm not even sure they were technically called Nazis at that point because right, some of them were socialist, like, yeah. yeah, whatever you want to call, but 16 agitators, right? Like let's, let's just call them agitators. Um, and it was a shit show and the Germans were upset, but there was a lot of sympathy to the, you know, the, 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 the crazy things that were being said and the anger and the nationalism. Hitler was put in prison with a five-year sentence and he was let out on parole magically nine months later. While he was in prison, he dictated Mein Kampf and built his victim story about which he based his entire life, dictated it to fellow prisoners because he usually had other people doing his work for him. And that was, you know, that was that. So like he had time, he had, you know, for him, it was like a writer's retreat. And nine months later, he was out and people kept talking about this chaotic, infighting band of thugs. Don't worry about it. It's ridiculous. It's an embarrassment. It's a, wow. you know, it's a bunch of kooky veterans. It's I'm a saying, bunch of kooky veterans. Okay, so, so, so if veterans. we're drawing the parallels and history, uh, you know, doesn't repeat itself, but definitely rhymes. And you and I share that, the guttural feeling. I am not... I don't have the perspective and I lack the knowledge. So where do we go from here? Are they are now seditionists by nature and we need to weed them out or at least understand their nature now going forward because it will only go worse? Is that well, is that the problem in the 20s and in the 30s was that the Weimar Republic, which is not the American Republic, the Weimar right. Republic was a very new experiment and very fragile. Um, people weren't so much in favor of it continuing. 
So I think it's not so much, I mean, I certainly hope that the people that were being out of control last week get punished, but the, the exercise in punishing a small number of out of control people is not the same as re-educating millions of people that this is how this democracy works and that you've been lied to very specifically, very repeatedly, and you've been programmed to believe that day is night and inside out is right side up and upside down makes any kind of sense. Because there are people now who have been led to believe that this very ceremonial event from last week is actually a crucial climactic moment in the annual election cycle. Like that's what they believe, even if they didn't go to do something about it. So that's, we're in trouble. I don't know how many people watched this from, you know, their armchairs or whatever and saw something completely different than I did, which was, wow, that's a brave person putting their life on the line to really solve stuff. And that's the problem. Apparently a lot of people, yeah. A lot of, I don't have a number. But, um, and so people, and so, you know, the, what, what, where the success was last week and where the success was in the beer hall push is that they were testing the waters to see how many people really thought this was a pretty good, fun way to do things. And in terms of the Weimar Republic, it turned out that people didn't feel like he had to serve a very long prison sentence. And right. then I don't know what there were, I don't know if there was the equivalent of a restraining order. Or I don't, I don't know German law from that period, which is over anyway. But I don't know what the limitations were, like if he had parole or anything, but it basically seems like they were like, well, you know, things got out of hand and people got killed, so we have to punish you. But it really wasn't that bad of idea to try and take over Bavaria because you were in a move. If, if and- this was a litmus test, and, and, and let's take your, your, your perception and your ideation. So if this was a litmus test, and the litmus test was absolutely a success because they got as far as they wanted to, they got all the way to the capital. They sat on the seats. They did all the things. Uh, if this was a litmus test, and now we know, and we still have this propaganda machine, several of them actually, uh, and, and several gathering spots, both online and offline in terms of their cohorts, and we combine all of this, then that there is a real and viable threat to our democracy now within. I mean, I always thought that that, that is a case that there are seditionists or people that are truly against the American people for the American name. In other words, in the America's name. They do it for America, but they want America broken, which I never understood, doesn't matter. So where are we now if this litmus test was actually a litmus test and somebody smarter is sitting behind the wheel and going, oh, if this was a litmus test and they are okay, where can we go next? That's scary to me. So the thing is, you can't ultimately prevent a criminal from doing a crime. Right. But what you can prevent is making it easy and you can strengthen your community. And so um, this is where we have to really ask ourselves good questions like should. So one of my greatest fears right now as a Jew, and I'm going to, you know, the beer hall push as, the, as an important moment in Jewish history. One of my greatest fears as a Jew is that societies like America that have all these structural problems and I'm very grateful that there's a lot of Democrats in office right now, but societies that have all the structural problems, the reaction like a 9-11, which is this country and this whatever, is to go crazy into military and violent 
and surveillance and right-wing nutso as a way of reassuring ourselves. So what I'm worried about is, for instance, that people will say, this is an opportunity to pass laws to make speech limited or, speech or yeah. and assembly and action and political action and whatever, whatever. And then that is that is the tendency of shocked people who weren't paying attention. But what that does is two things is it will actually really, really, really constrain anybody moderate and left from feeling like participating. And it just throws the gauntlet down to the right wing nut jobs because it says, oh, so now that it's really illegal, we're even, you know, then you're, you're just sort of throwing the gauntlet down because you basically when, ask them to go into arms. You basically ask them to march onto capitals and yeah. If because you restrain them saying, even further, it will be that much more uh, right. evocative. And so that's one of my fears is that the reforms that are very like, that are already being talked about, they're not forms, they're reactions. Yeah, and like a reform would be, for instance, like if you want to do a reform, if I was the king of the forest, just to be ridiculous and Wizard of Oz, I would love, okay, so what's clearly missing is everybody needs to take a course in civics to get a high school diploma right. in America. Right. I don't care about teaching to the test or all children left behind or the stupid policies of various previous administrations, but I'd say, so what's missing right now is that people don't understand that by the time the electoral college certifies all these votes, what happened last week is just a technical ceremony to legitimize the process. It's not the process. The process is But over they live in a world that they can say alternative facts are facts. And to, to echo what you said previously, they have they live on a different set of facts. They live on a different set of rules. What was ceremonial and, and, and literally insignificant to us in terms of civics last week uh, uh, is, is, is not that for them. It was a monumentous event in which they feel they need to storm in. So, but if you're not, if you're not, if you're not educated about that, you're very vulnerable to being told anything that's attractive to you. Like, you know, so like, so this is what I, so, so, you know, that's, I, I'm not saying that would solve everything, but like the kind of reforms that we need are unlikely to be the reforms that we'll see. So you, you have the mind there'll be a, a reaction. I'm trying it's to- It's the wet dream of actual, the right wing, just to say that bipartisan reforms will further restrict free speech, free assembly, dissidents, and protest, because that's what people do in this moment. Or they'll say, no, 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 we have to make it all easier for everyone to express themselves, which is also bonkers, because then you're going to say in the free, the free marketplace of ideas that people talked about for the last 25 years has failed us completely, because right. there's outright fraudulent lying. Like right. we're really going to get to the point where certain networks that I won't name in the next two minutes will literally say that it's Wednesday when it's Tuesday. You right. know, we're going to we're just going to we're just going to leave the earth behind. You know, it's not even about politics anymore. It's about like, but, you know, the, the what people don't know in terms of civics lesson, Ron, like we own our own airwaves and a person leases or purchases, I don't know what the technical legal word is, but a company purchases the right to use those airwaves. You can pull the plug on frank insanity. And that's censorship, but that's also like when you get past a certain point, like, it, you know, in Germany, it's illegal 
just have a Nazi party. They've just decided that you that's we're not we're not allowing that. And so right. I don't know what we should do here, but they've set limits after a giant we, mistake. We had the Fairness Act in terms of you know in terms of like working outside of a, a combined set of facts. We had the Fairness Act. The news uh, I can't remember. You probably remember better than I do. Uh, and 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 I think in Europe we have very specific speech laws around hate that are pretty specific and pretty uh, descriptive that are not, they're not, they allow you to speak, but they draw a line when it comes to violence in certain ranges. So uh, I, I can't imagine the United States applying any of that here, to be honest. Well, uh, two things is I can't imagine us doing that because we run around like adolescents screaming, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, but I don't want any responsibility for any negative consequences. So we're crazy. So that's true. But then also the other thing is that we have a long tradition in reaction of aiming to repress people, but repressing completely the wrong. And so that's, that's a concern. It's like that the over, that the reforms will make it harder for Black Lives Matter to hold a meeting. I, I drew the parallel and we should save it for our next conversation because I want to talk with you specifically about the, the, the really harsh contrast between the Black Lives Matter to what happened last week and, and the reality that comes from different shades of melanin. Which well, we'll here's, talk here's the teaser. What we also saw last week was a celebratory orgy of white supremacy. And I will stand by that quote. We saw a celebratory orgy of white supremacy. Whether or not people note. want to talk about the blah, 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 blah. What you saw was white supremacy having a party. Absolutely. All over the Capitol. In case Absolutely. anyone is confused, I will say that as a white guy, but I'm also gay and Jewish. So I know what white supremacy looks like because I've been harassed by it. Yeah. But you saw a you saw a you saw an, an orgy, orgy of white supremacy it. displaying itself in a very ugly way. I, I'm not the only one saying that. I'm happy to say it, but I'm literally yeah. not the only one saying it. Love you, my dear. Uh, I hope Love we get too. better before we get worse, but I think we get worse before we get better. So it's this was hard to say. Matthew Denkla. I'm Ramzakai. This has been Little Gay Guide. Love you, sweetie. Gotta go. Love you too. Bye.